Welcome to the Rise Method podcast, where we make fitness information available to everyone. I'm Steve. Let's jump in. Hey, folks, just quickly, we've started making these shorter podcast episodes that you can listen to them while you're on a break from work, maybe going for a short walk or doing some meal prep. Enjoy. So I had someone the other day ask me, when should I be breathing when I'm training? And for more context, this person was was showing me an overhead press movement and they were trying to ask, should I be breathing out when I press up or trying to breathe in when I press up or should it be more of a forceful breathing out as I press up or should it be more of a a rhythmic breathing and I kind of looked at this person and waited for them to kind of finish um, and asked them what they thought you know what what do you think about breathing and they said oh it's just really confusing (laughs) and I said yeah well look you're you're right on the money you know it is something that we kind of put up on a pedestal as saying something that's really powerful and important and something that we need to pay attention to but breathing is really something that we do automatically um it's technically like semi-unconscious it's something that you might be conscious of right now because you're listening to this and you go oh yeah i'm breathing uh or it's something that you just do unconsciously because you need to breathe to survive now when we're talking about breathing when we're exercising it's important to think about why start with why why do we even want to consider our breath when we are training and what we can do to manipulate our breathing, our breath, uh, and at the very end, we could determine if it's actually important or not. So firstly, why? Why? So when we breathe, you know, we're, we're taking in air and hopefully we're taking in oxygen. Uh, and what is actually happening when we breathe? Our diaphragm, the diaphragm, which sits kind of like above the abdomen, below the lungs, that muscle contracts and it helps to draw in air. Uh, and then when we breathe out, uh, everything just relaxes and passively everything in the air comes out. Now, uh, so breathing in isn't necessarily like the lungs. Lungs aren't muscles. They're just kind of like a big sponge. So as, you, as the diaphragm sucks in, it draws the air in, the lungs get filled up. And then uh, when we breathe out, a bit of passively, everything kind of relaxes and all the air comes out. And then we can also force <clears throat> some of the air to come out and we squeeze like the abdomen itself, so some of the ab muscles. Now, the diaphragm helps to make helps to make up the abdominal cavity. So we've got the diaphragm at the top, and on the outside we have the transverse abdominis, and on the bottom we have the pelvic floor. Now you don't really need to remember those muscles, but just visualize a big circle, and that is where all our guts sits inside in the in the midsection. A lot of these muscles attach onto the spine. And it's kind of like a, this kind of like balloon type of idea where we kind of breathe in, breathe out, we can contract these muscles and it, and it moves around. So when we manipulate our breath, what we can do is we can increase pressure inside our abdomen and that increased pressure increases the stability of our midsection or the core. When we have more stability, we can create more power. When we create more power, we're stronger. When we're stronger, we can train harder, have a better stimulus for muscle building, uh, make ourselves slightly less prone to injuries because we're more stable, we can produce more force. Uh, And overall, it's chronically better for training. So of course, we want to start paying attention to our breathing because if we are breathing well, then we can train better, right? So that's, that's a quick win. The next part is, well, how much should we be paying attention to it? So is there a rhythmic motion for breathing? Like, should you be uh, trying to breathe in in one part of the movement, breathe out in a part of the movement? Well, ideally, you know, you want to be breathing in when you are like lowering the weight. We call that the eccentric portion of the movement. And we're trying to breathe out through the concentric phase of the movement when you're pushing. So we're trying to breathe out, 
breathe out when we're trying to exert efforts. Now, it gets a little bit tricky when we, when we look at strength sports and you think of someone like a powerlifter, they're about to squat. And if you ever watch a powerlifter, maybe a video of them going to lift, they go, take a big breath in before they do their squat at the very top, big breath in. And then they lower themselves into a squat. And then as they're coming up, they might be breathing out as they're, as they're coming up. So then it's kind of like they're holding their breath as they go through that eccentric phase. So that's where it gets a little bit tricky uh, in giving like a universal cue for, for breathing. Now, the analogy for breathing with something like a squat, especially if you want to be like a powerlifter, is kind of like if you are standing in a pool of water, the water's maybe up to your, let's say, chest line, and then you want to go under the water. So you breathe in, and you lower, lower yourself down into the water, and then you're breathing out as you're coming out of the water. So that's, that's kind of like an analogy you might, you might say. Now, when we think about it in practice, especially for those coaches out there when they're trying to teach someone breathing, it's a very quick way to confuse the hell out of somebody when we're, when we're trying to do a squat or a deadlift or a bicep curl or just exercise in general. You, if you start trying to cue someone how to breathe when they're doing that, it just adds one extra thing to complicate the whole system, especially when you're trying to think about it. Now, most of us have gone through processes in our lives where we go to lift up an object. Hopefully you've lifted up an object before in your life, you know, a cup of coffee, a child, um, a shoe off the ground. Now, when we're going to go pick up something a little bit bigger, let's say like a couch, you're going to go move a couch, you're moving a house, you're helping a friend move a house, you're trying to rearrange the furniture in your living room. When you go to pick up that couch, you know, you kind of go three, two, one, and you go to like lift up the couch, right? Now that sensation is actually a breathing out sensation. What that is, is what we call the Valsalva maneuver. And that's kind of that bracing sensation. Now, without cueing somebody, without someone who goes to the gym, without being someone who lifts weights, it's something that we naturally do. And it's almost, it's almost uh, a, a, a joke that you see in pop culture on, on TV when someone goes to lift a couch in a, in a sitcom, they go, they make a big noise about it. It's almost something that we make, have a bit of fun about, right? So it's something that we do normally and it's not something that's only in the gym. And of course, there's like the stereotype bros and broettes out there that make a little bit too much noise than they should. So... We ask the question of, well, is it something that we should even be trying to think about? Or do we just focus on letting the body do what it wants to do to achieve the task that you're trying to ask of it? So this is under the umbrella of cueing. And we start to ask the question of, well, what's the most important cue to think about? What should we be thinking about when we're lifting? And in most cases, breathing is something that just naturally gets better as we just focus on progressing the load. So if you go to go and start squatting, you might start, you're, you're figuring out how to use the barbell, you add 10 kilos each side, 20 kilos each side, next thing you know, you're up to 60 kilos. Slowly, you're getting up to body weight of a squat and a little bit more. You know, as you progress into body weight, 1.5 times your body weight, two times your body weight, you know, some of the, some uh, of us out there, you know, getting closer to that mid 100s into the 200s, you have to breathe a certain way to do that task. Now, most folks don't get taught how to breathe and they don't need to because they just they naturally learn how to do that. Where if they didn't breathe or brace or breathe out through a certain motion, they wouldn't be able to create that force. So this is where it gets into a bit of a, a catch-22 with advice. If you're sitting there thinking, oh, geez, I don't, I don't even know what I do when I'm breathing, it might be something that you want to pay attention to the next time you're training. With... <laughs> 
With science, whenever we go to measure something, what's measured is changed. So whatever is measured is manipulated. So if you start paying attention to your breathing, your breathing will change. So if you go to do a squat, you're like, okay, how am I breathing when I'm squatting? You are paying attention to your breath rather than letting it happen naturally. So you, you, it's very difficult to figure out when you are breathing normally. But you probably find that you are breathing efficiently enough to produce the required force to complete the task. Now, if you want that task to increase, so if you're stuck at 50 kilos on a squat and you see everybody else squatting around you, uh, squatting, you know, 100 kilos, for example, you might need to micromanage your breathing and go, okay, how could I improve my breathing as like low-hanging fruit to improve my squat performance or my bench press performance or my running performance or whatever insert performance here. Now, when it comes to weightlifting, the big tip is to try to breathe out when you're doing the concentric phase. That's the lifting phase, so the pushing phase. And that breathe out could be like a forceful, right? You know, breathing out um, through like an open mouth, almost like you're trying to give a kiss, Uh, or a bit more of a, pursed lips is what we call like a Valsalva maneuver. So if you were to bring your lips closer together, right, that would be more of a Valsalva maneuver. Now, if you do this with me right now, you might feel that bracing sensation in your midsection. And that brace, you could do that either through breathing out or don't breathe out this time and just try to produce that brace. That is the Valsalva maneuver. So that's the brace we're trying to achieve. And we can use something external like our breath to think about that Valsalva or we could just learn how to do it, right? And it could just be very like quiet breathing out, right? Where we achieve the same outcome. There are some studies that highlight when we uh, do things like swearing when we're training. So if you were to go into a squat and you scream out some profanity, that, that uh, yelling sensation or swearing or whatever you decide to do can increase performance. So you might find the gym bro and broettes, you know, when they go to lift something heavy, it's just the... Like, you know, that that big scream. So you might find making a sound when you train, even if it is a or a or something, can increase power as well. So these are ways that we can manipulate our breath so that we can get the best outcome. Now, a quick touch on um, our long distance folks, our endurance folks, and breathing when we're doing things like cardio. We can use our breath to help monitor our rate of perceived exertion, RPE. And for uh, more advanced like running practices, you want to get into a position or a rhythm or some sort of like flow where you can breathe through your nose as a way to help regulate your effort. Because if you're going to run a 10K, you don't want to be in a position where you're constantly out of breath. You want to find a pace or a rhythm that you can maintain that over that distance. Similar to swimming. If anyone's done any swimming, same idea. You want to maintain a pace where you're not super short of breath or you won't be able to swim, you want to maintain a pace that you are able to uh, stroke and um, go through your swimming practice uh, without being super short of breath. So if you are running, uh, there are some cues and some uh, practices where you might have a mouthful of water, so you breathe through your nose, so it forces you to uh, slow down when you're running, especially long distance work. Um, When you are running, running as like a sprint, Uh, again, probably not something you want to be thinking about, your breath, you just want to run and get the best performance possible. So look, there you go, folks. Breathing is an interesting one. It's often one of the first little bits of fruit that we pick and go, what do I need to do with breathing? I'm here to tell you that 
there is no real right or wrong when we're starting with breathing. Hey, you're in the gym, 10 points to you, you're there. Probably not something that we want to be stressing over too much. When we become more advanced, it's probably something that sorts itself out because you can't progress unless the breathing is in line. However, if you have reached a plateau, you might find a little bit of micromanaging around our breath is a really quick way to get some extra gains. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know and I'll catch you next week for another one.